The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself. A new wellness brand, something to hop on. And let me tell you about Fleur Marche. They deliver simple, quality, and affordable wellness solutions. Founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change, their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy to understand plant powered wellness products. Their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically. These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Alexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order. Hello, everyone. You're listening to a new episode of the Alexi podcast. I'm your host, Lexi Lombard, and it is 8.57 in the morning. Happy June 6th, everyone. It's a short week. Love that. How fun is that? If I could make the rules, I'm not the first to say this. I'm absolutely positive of this. But we should only work four days a week. We should have three-day weekends every single week. I really think that that would change a lot of moods for people. I think it would add some stability in people's lives. I think it would add, you know, an air of, dare I say, fun in people's lives. Just thinking about all of the, um, you know, the lighter weight that all of my traditional job friends had on their shoulders compared to the normal week just because it was a holiday weekend was sweet to watch you know and they deserve that I'm fortunate enough that I can make my own schedule and I I don't have to necessarily work I normally end up working five days a week it's you know the push and pull of being your own boss you know technically you're not working nine to five you're working 24 7 ha that's a joke right I don't know if we follow all the same like freelance meme accounts but they make that joke it's not even that funny um anyway how's everyone's fourth of july such a funny holiday not actually it's not funny at all uh i have no plan for this podcast i'm really truly winging it and one of my best pieces of advice is when you're winging something don't actively um say that maybe don't orally and verbal verbally say I'm winging it because then people are gonna really take note of the fact that mm, you don't have a plan. And you know what? Whatever. 
I am not taking my own advice today, and we're sitting here staring out at the Brooklyn skyline, you know, at least from Crown Heights, taking in the day, and uh, going for it. I'm sipping on a coffee, my favorite coffee, no ad, would love to work with them. They don't know who I am. Partners Coffee, I think they make some of the greatest flavor combinations on the market. So delicious. So I have Partners Coffee, I have two shots of espresso with some macadamia nut milk. I made myself a latte and I'm sipping on it in silk pajamas. Life is good. I've got a great week ahead of me. Happy to be here. Um, I have an Invisalign appointment today. And I'm randomly so excited for it because I have like the tiniest crush ever on my orthodontist. But I kind of feel like mate. No, I don't want to say he has a crush on me. He's probably married. It's probably all in my head, but I always get excited to see him. He like makes me nervous. I can't tell if he makes me nervous or if I make him nervous. He also knows about my YouTube channel. So maybe <laughs> I hope he's not listening to this. I'd be so embarrassed if he was. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know what you think of me, but this is what I think of you. I think you're kind of (laughs) cute. You want to get drinks after my appointment? Uh, Anyway, I'm very excited for the appointment. Besides that, just I got Invisalign. I have an open bite, which is not as commonly talked about as the under or the overbite. But basically, my back teeth touch, but my front teeth don't. So hypothetically, you could like slide a cherry stem in between my front and bottom teeth. Or, you know, a very thin slice of pizza. And that always frustrated me. I have relatively straight teeth. It's just the bite, more or less. And then over time, my teeth have become, like, mildly crooked. And I decided I want to get Invisalign. So I took uh, a couple consultations. And I found an orthodontist nearby and have been doing the process. And honestly, I'm, I'm really impressed with it. I'm a really big fan. It hasn't been very uncomfortable I expected there to be a lot more pain. Now, I haven't gotten to the more difficult trays where I might have rubber bands um, or like more. They have these little buttons that they put on your teeth. And at the moment, I don't have any buttons on my front teeth. So an outsider looking in, if I wasn't wearing my tray, you just see my bare teeth. But on the sides, there's buttons. But most people aren't looking at the sides of your teeth. And I think they're going to have to put buttons on all of my teeth. And I'm really not looking forward to that because it's hot girl summer. I made that. (laughs) I made that point in my last appointment I was having a breakdown because I already felt like my life was falling apart this is two months ago um you know for natural reasons I felt like everything was in shambles and on top of that I was gonna have these little plastic buttons all over my teeth so every time I smiled people are gonna see like little plastic things on my teeth I was I (laughs) it was just the straw that broke the camel's back I couldn't do it so I called my orthodontist and I was making this point at the receptionist. I was like, please don't put the buttons on at my appointment today. Please don't do it. She had to give me a pep talk. No bullshit. Our phone call was somewhere between like 18 and 20 minutes. She was just giving me a pep talk. And like, it's gonna be okay. Like, you're gonna get through this. It's not that big of a deal. Most people don't even notice. It's on a very temporary point of your life. And it sounds so vain. But like I said, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. And it was you know, it was the last thing. It was the last thing that I wanted out of feeling like I had nothing that I wanted at the moment. Uh, in hindsight, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I still don't really want it aesthetically speaking, but I was making the point. It's hot girl summer. Come on. I don't want buns on my teeth. Who, what, like that's, 
not going to be a huge deterrent, but you know, it could be potentially somewhat of a deterrent. It's our first summer post pandemic, hot, hot vax girl summer, whatever. I don't want this. I kept saying hot girl summer in the orthodontist. I said it on the phone, I said it in the appointment, and finally people were starting to get the message and they didn't put the buttons on my front teeth. And uh, I don't have them. But I do love Invisalign. I've been really loving the process. I find it exciting to change out my trays. I can visually see my progress. It's cool. I think it's been worth every single penny. I paid for it fully myself. Um, which sometimes, that's a conversation I wouldn't mind having on the podcast. Just the idea of what it's like to have something that you would pay for be given to you for free. Or even more, given to you for free and paid to talk about it, just how subconsciously it probably changes your perception, uh, or vice versa, getting something, paid to promote something that you would have only known about had the company reached out. It's it's an interesting dynamic, and I think I've really mastered my own personal approach to sponsorships. I don't know if anyone would be interested in that. I always love talking about the behind-the-scenes side of working on social media and creating content and how that works with collaborating with brands and things of that sort uh because i've gotten the opportunity to try a ton of different things they wouldn't but then something like invisalign it would probably sound a little cornier if i was working with them if they had paid me or if they had offered me invisalign for free in exchange for posts it would seem a little corny i'm sure while i'm talking about it but here because i paid for it myself I have absolutely no talking points. I'm on no contract. I can say whatever I feel. And it just inherently is more genuine. Even if I was getting the same experience and feeling the exact same way, if I was getting it for free, just the way I would verbalize it and talk about it would have to be difficult. I mean, a different, oh my goodness, what did I just say? It would have to be different simply because of the association with the brand, whereas right now I have no ties. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to do my Invisalign appointment today, and then tomorrow I've got personal training. I've been working with this amazing woman, 10 out of 10. You guys need to work with her. I'm going to straight up give her all the promotion in the world. Jane Simmons, NYC. She's actually starting a foundational program. I think it's called Foundationals. Maybe it's called Foundations. Great. I'm already saying I'm going to promote everything about her, and I don't even know the name of her program, but it's it's kind of expensive. But she'll work one-on-one with you and teach you the basics of working out and making sure your form is correct and how to do certain moves just so that when you go ahead and work out by yourself, you know you're doing it correctly and you're going to get all the benefits that you would and, you know, avoid injury. But she also has a program called Movement and Mindset that you can pay for and that's access to a community as well as an Instagram page and she gives you workouts. I need to take a breath. I also want to take a sip of coffee, but I've been working out with her in person because I'm in New York City. that latte is so good so I go two to three times a week I was gonna go three times but with the holiday weekend I just wanted to make sure I was catching up on work today so I didn't go this morning and I'm gonna go tomorrow and I'm gonna go Friday it's been so good for me because my relationship with working out is really casual I grew up playing sports and it was fun it was a way to be competitive as well as be social and then get exercise 
And then as I graduated, girls just don't play sports in the modern world in their adulthood. It's so annoying. I have such a bone to pick about that. Yeah, things that I would change if I was running this world. Sports would be more relevant in adulthood. We'd have four-day work weeks. Lexi for president. <sighs> uh, but I really like working out with this trainer because when I'm working out by myself now, um, post post high school, post middle school, like post sports, it's very casual. It's very lighthearted. It's very much more for my mental health with added physical benefits. So I love Tasha Franken. I do her seven minute abs, her seven minute arms, her seven minute booty, which is a little Pilates workout. It's very quick. I do stretches. I do long walks. I go on long runs, but I'm not intensely pushing myself. Whereas when I go into training, we do more or less HIIT workouts. So we're doing circuit training of, for those that don't know HIIT workouts, uh, it stands for high intensity interval training. So we will pick three moves and we will do them three times, same reps, and then take a little bit of a rest. And then we will do three more moves and repeat those three times, take a rest, do three to four more moves, repeat those three times, and then stretch. So warm up, do the circuits, and then stretch. But I'm lifting, I'm doing heavy weights, I'm, I'm doing more fast-paced cardio, high-intensity cardio, and these are moves I would A, never do on my own, but B, moves I've never even thought of before. HIIT workouts is not something I would enjoy doing by myself, but having a trainer there is really great, but also, it's so effective. It's been so good for me. Mentally, I love to challenge myself. I really, really thrive on pushing my body physically really hard. I find it so rewarding. And then obviously you have physical benefits. Wow, I've never seen myself, my body change so quickly. Okay, how do I say this? On one hand, I've only been working with her for five weeks and I've already seen massive changes both physically and mentally. And I'm telling you that I've been pushing myself so hard. But in other ways, the workouts kind of fly by and it feels like I haven't been putting in too much effort. So I'm trying to find a way to describe that they're hard workouts, but low effort. And I don't know if that exists, but the point that I'm trying to make is in diet culture, in media, when people are trying to, I'm not trying to lose weight, I'm not trying to, I don't really have any body goals necessarily, but when people do have body goals and they want to get on a fitness journey for changing their body to make it look better or feel better, whatever, it seems as if you have to make massive lifestyle changes. It seems like you need to pressure yourself, um, yeah, put so much pressure on yourself to follow a new regimen to create this life that you want. It seems like a lot of sacrifice. And what I'm here to say is all I've been doing is going to Midtown two to three times a week for an hour. And it's A, added such a fun aspect to my week. I love Jane and I have, I feel so good in my body. I love my body right now. I love it. I always like it. You know, I always treat it with respect, but I just really love it right now. And I love myself for how much I've been working on it, but I, I haven't changed anything else about my life. I still, I still drink. I still smoke. I still, I don't, I don't smoke very frequently. I don't want to, and not cigarettes. Well, (laughs) cut. (laughs) 
um, I still eat all of the same foods. I haven't changed my diet or my lifestyle at all. I've simply just added this into my lifestyle and it's brought so many added benefits. For example, I live in Crown Heights. The training is in Midtown. It's a hike. It's like 40 minutes, but I give myself an hour and a half to get there. So I'll wake up, put on my workout clothes, brush my teeth, pack my bag, leave. And then I will take the train to Midtown, get out, get La Cologne. I've talked about it so many times before. I don't even like oat milk, but for some reason, I've been really vibing with the oat milk draft at La Cologne. I get one of those and then I walk over to Bryant Park and I sit there in the sun and I drink my coffee until it's kicked in. And by the, by the time it's kicked in, I am ready for my workout. And then I do my workout and then I head back on the train. Oh, and I can't believe I forgot to say this. I read on the train. So I get to read for what's 40 times two, 80. So an hour and 20 minutes. I have an hour and 20 minutes of reading two to three times a week, just added into my life because I normally read before bed, but if I'm really tired, I'm not gonna read. I try to read for about 30 minutes before bed, sometimes more if I'm really into it, but a lot of times I'm really tired by the time I get into bed and I don't do that. So having this extra hour, 20 minutes has been so good. So A, I'm getting up and out of the house. I'm getting to read, which is something I love. I get to work out. I get to be social. I get to see Bryant Park, which I really like. I forgot, you know, once you get to New York and you live here for a while, Midtown becomes almost something to make fun of, make it make sense, but it just is like, oh, I could never live in Midtown, like, God, what a nightmare, because it's, you know, the middle of the city and it's jam-packed, but for a lot of us who didn't grow up going to New York very often when we would go, Midtown is normally where you would spend a majority of your time, and that's where a lot of us, you know, what a lot of us saw when we decided we wanted to move to New York. And it's true, being in Midtown reminds me of the New York that I fell in love with, that I you know, dreamed of living in, and here I am. So it's just done so much good for me. And on top of it, I've had some anger and just some negative feelings and emotions that I'm trying to work through. And intense workouts are such a positive way to exert those emotions. I have absolutely no complaints. It's been one of the most beautiful additions to my life. The only con so far is that it does take about three hours out of my day, more or less. And I've been having to work later into the evening and I've been getting a little bit more tired by the end of the work week. So I just need to readjust my schedule and find a way that I can work as hard as I normally would and or as efficiently as I normally would in a different schedule. I just need to adjust that because I felt last week I, while we're just really going to the details of my life, normally what I would do is I would do one virtual appointment with her and then two in-person gym appointments. Uh, and last week I decided to go into the gym three times and taking nine hours that you would normally have at home out of your week makes an impact. It was also a holiday weekend coming up, so I already felt a lot of pressure to get everything figured out before I left. So I just need to adjust that. But so many positive things into my life. If you want to work out with Jane specifically, like I said, I don't know if there's a way to put links in the show notes, but if you go to my Instagram, same handle as the podcast name, at Lexi, 
and type in James Jane Simmons or type in movement and mindset. I follow both accounts. You can you can apply. I'm I mean her she's got an effective workout system and she's a great girl. I want to support her as a young entrepreneur. I I love it. Um so happy to help in any way I can. It's just been like a fun aspect of my life. <sighs> Coffee break? Anyone else? Where are you guys at right now? Is it evening? Morning? I rarely, I don't know if I've ever, if I have, I haven't very often, recorded the podcast in the morning. I've only been awake for maybe 35, 45 minutes, and for at least 20 of those minutes, I was still just lying in bed with the cat, which, Mazzy, she's not technically mine, as much as I love her as as if she was my own. I've been showing her in a lot of my more recent vlogs, obviously, because she's a part of my life now. And in my most recent vlog, hashtag making girl boss moves, my ironic thumbnail title of my last vlog, I started to get comments asking, when are we going to meet her? When are we going to be introduced? When are you going to tell us about this cat? And I need to. So that'll be the next video, just giving a little bit of a rundown. But for my podcast listeners who maybe don't watch the YouTube channel, the reason that I haven't is because she's not my cat. So I didn't really think to make an announcement video. If I had gotten a cat, I would have made a vlog. I got a cat, but I didn't get a cat. My roommate got a cat, and it felt silly to make a vlog. My roommate got a cat, so I think the plan is to find a happy medium. Also, she's not my cat to introduce, but John hates being on the YouTube channel. It makes me so mad. It doesn't actually. I just, you know, he's one of my best friends, and uh, he's a huge part of my life, but no one gets to see it uh, because... He's not on camera. And I would have made the video with him if he wanted to be in it, but he doesn't want to be in it. So he's like, yeah, just make the video introducing her. So I will make a vlog, something along the lines of meet the cat. Oh, she's such a little angel. I couldn't ask for anything more in a cat. I didn't grow up with a cat. Uh, I'm actually from one of those families, <laughs> embarrassing to admit, that hates cats, irrationally hates cats. Why are there people like that in this world? that just think cats are disgusting and gross. Because cats are simply not that way. I don't know why they have that reputation. I don't know where it originated from. It seems a little unfair. Seems more than unfair. Seems more than a little. Yeah, definitely seems unfair. But this is my first true experience living with a cat. And she's A, so easy. So much easier than a dog. Whoever said getting a dog is like getting a baby and getting a cat is like getting a friend or a roommate, nail, nail on the head. Like that is really exactly how it is. My friends who have dogs, they have children. They have to really make massive changes to their life to account for their new child. Whereas a cat, she has her own litter box. I don't need to take her outside. All I have to do is feed her. She cleans herself. Very minimal effort. Having a cat is very minimal effort. And I guess the only real gamble would be personality, but who knows, nature versus nurture. She's very friendly. She's very cuddly, very sweet. She's a Devon Rex, so they have a lighter fur coat. And they're, I think their nickname is the Velcro Cat. Because of that, they want to be near you because we keep them warm and they're always a little cold. So she's very cuddly, she's playful, 
Oh, I love her. And she's beautiful. I think she looks like Margot Robbie. <laughs> so it's just been such a fun little bonus in my life. It's Things are good. Things are looking up. Compared to two episodes ago when I was freaking out. I was in such a bad mood. And then the last episode. Wow. I don't think I've ever had so much fun recording an episode. I said this in the last episode I never felt inclined to talk about sex online really of course like mild sex ed tips things like that like making sure girls feel comfortable in their bodies and realize whatever they want to do is totally fine but I've never really shared personal experiences and funny sex mishaps embarrassing stories savage stories etc just giving out my own personal sexcapades and it was so fun. It, I've never really dug into my past and shared that. I, a lot of times I'll dig into my recent past. I'll give a bit of a life update as I just did for the past, I don't know, 20 minutes. I don't know how long we've been recording. That's my guess. And that was inspiring. I want to go back. I want to tell you my high school stories because I've been on the internet for about 11 years, right? Let's see. 20, yeah, 2010, so 11 years. I have been on the internet since I was under 18, and when I was under 18, and also before I had gone to school and made a bit of a career path choice, I kept a lot of my more vulgar or less, you know, less PG stories off the internet for my own protection and now that I'm older (laughs) I'm fine to tell them and you can get another added layer another side that I'd never shared before so I want to go back and talk about some of my favorite high school stories how maybe I'll do some middle school stories some elementary school stories some childhood stories I want to dig into my past and share my stories because I forgot how much entertainment exists in my more long-term past as opposed to my recent past it's much to think about so if you're interested in that if you're interested in learning about the business side of youtube you can always slide in my dms and give me a message i love hearing from you i love getting feedback from the podcast listeners in my dms it's great you guys are such a special group of people you're all so low-key but such loving cool kids i i just i'm so honored with the community that's developed something that also blows my mind i've been requested as a youtuber to make a podcast for a very long time and i hesitated because podcasts are so like uh, of the moment what everyone's doing you know everyone and their mother has a podcast whatever so i strayed away from it but i'd been being requested to make a podcast far before it had that reputation And I don't mean that in any sort of way, but some YouTubers were requested to make a makeup line. You know, like that would be the dream next step or some were their viewers were requesting a clothing line or I can't think of any other examples at the moment, but I gave two great ones. So we'll go with this one. Um, And the podcast was something I was requested, more long form content, longer conversations. And I assumed that when I created this, my audience would be only from my YouTube channel. I figured it would be a direct funnel. I don't know why I believed it to be that way. I just assumed it would be a smaller pool of people. And now I'm getting subscribers on my YouTube channel. 
that are coming from the podcast. I'm meeting viewers in real life who found me through the podcast and that's so shocking to me and such a pleasant surprise because I haven't taken a new endeavor on a new platform in a while. I guess if we count TikTok, but I don't really think I'm very consistent or much of a creator on TikTok, but this is really one of the most recent projects that I've had in a while in terms of content creation on a new platform and it's been so fun. Yeah, so the At Lexi podcast, always happy to hear from you. Always slide in my DMs if you have suggestions. I even had someone slide in my DMs yesterday with a full-on note app screenshot of content ideas for the podcast. I need to go through and look at it, but you guys are insane. You guys are so thoughtful and happy to have you here. And on that note, let's start talking to you because as always, I ask on my Instagram four questions for the pod and let's see what you asked this week. Change of plans. The internet is down right now. So in the meantime, I'm going to give you a little update on my 4th of July and how I spent the holiday. Something about Virginia and 4th of July, I'm sure it just feels like a small town holiday. Probably because of the nature of the holiday that's like metropolitan cities aren't really fans of it for a hundred thousand reasons. So I drive down to good old DC, Washington DC. Now normally when I drive home, I drive to Warrenton, Virginia. I don't think of myself as someone who's from DC because if someone ever tried to have a conversation with me about Washington DC, I would have so little to say. I know just as much as any tourist. I know about the National Mall and the monuments and the museums. I don't know where all the good restaurants are. I don't know where the good shopping is. I know nothing about DC. So I don't like to say that I'm from there because I have nothing to say about DC. I think of it as boring, cleaner, more spacious New York. Anyway, so I go to Warrington, Virginia normally. However, my dad... (laughs) My dad's such an angel. Well, A, we didn't really even have plans in Warrington. I wanted to go to this place called Great Meadows. And want is maybe a generous term. I suggested going to a place called Great Meadows, which is where we have the horse races in our town, and it's this big field. It's um, it's almost like these great big meadows, hence the name, that people park, and there's thousands of people that show up, and you can watch the fireworks. And I, there could be horse races. They have polo matches there, things like that. But it's messy, there's driving, a lot of drunk people, it's a bit of a shit show. And naturally, a lot of the friends of mine that have stayed in Warrenton don't really love that idea. It's not their cup of tea. And they suggested, what if we, what if we stay in D.C., you know, and um, don't do great menos. So that's fine. And then my dad tells me, hey, like, would you mind, like, not bringing people over? Like, he's redoing the floors or something. He's like, there's just no hallway to get upstairs. It's just a whole mess. I'm so sorry. I was like, okay. Because my dad had been telling me, like, be careful. I don't know if I want you driving down alone. Normally, I drive down with friends. I'm like, why is he so concerned? He's like, holiday traffic. Like, just be really careful. And then finally, he says, like, I'm getting the floors done. I don't really want people here. I was like, ah, I see what you are doing. So it felt like no one, none of my friends wanted to be in Warrington. And my dad, <laughs> he loves me. But I don't think it was the greatest weekend for me to be in Warrington. So I stayed at my friend's house outside of DC, who, (laughs) shout out Kaylee, it's literally like, I don't even have words, I feel that way for all of my friends, where 
words don't even describe the love that I have for them, but she's just one of the most special relationships in my life. And I, anyway, you know those friends that when you, you hang out with them and almost hanging out with them is just a big deep breath there's no stress there's no I just have ultimate love and trust in her this woman like would never do a single thing to harm me not that I feel like any of my friends would harm me but just I trust her fully and that's such a beautiful thing to have in a relationship wow I could really talk about my love for Kaylee forever anyway stay at her house (laughs) that's my point and I ended up hanging out with some Middleburg friends uh, my first night. My friend has a place in Georgetown. He lives in this beautiful apartment with his girlfriend. It's stunning. He had a friend come over, and I had a few of my friends come over, and we pre-gamed, and then we went out in Clarendon for any of my Nova kids. Uh, it's very fun. It's just like a strip of bar club dance places so we went to one called Don Tito's and one called Clarendon Ballroom I feel like these are very classic post-grad or maybe like late college places to hang out uh because everyone is sort of in their 20s there and it's fun it's fun um lots of dancing lots of drinking and had a good night and then the next day I was so exhausted I come back to Kaylee's in the morning and whoo we decided to have a cookout we decided to do karaoke and there's just a group of two, four, six of us. Yeah, there's what, three girls, three guys? Anyway, um, who am I missing? Oh, Benji, the dog. And we hang out in the backyard, do a little cookout. Then we decide to go to one of our other friend's apartments in Arlington and watch the fireworks from his roof. And it was so low-key and it was so nice. And I was drinking Empress 1908 the whole time best gin i'm obsessed with this gin if you're looking for a new alcohol get this gin it's purple it's such an attention grabber my dumb ass was literally giving sips out to strangers they're like what is that i was like oh you should try it like i'm so stupid i hate how stupid i am um but so far no sickness you know (laughs) hoping that vaccine works but the vaccine's only going to prevent me from getting covid i could get anything from sharing drinks with people one of my toxic traits is truly, if I'm at a friend's house, I'm going to specify this to at a friend's house, not if I'm at any party, but if I'm at a friend's house and there's other friends there, let's say I know everyone there, on the table, there's just various cups, white claws, cups of water, water bottles, if I want a sip of a white claw, I will take a sip out of any white claw, if I want a sip of water, I will pick up any water, I don't try to find my personal one, if I know everyone there, I'll sip out of anyone's water bottle, toxic, toxic, Let's see how the internet's doing. Come on. Come on. Come on, Instagram. It's buffering. It's loading. In conclusion, (laughs) beyond my toxic trait, get the gin. And then I drove back yesterday, and I hit very little traffic up until the end. I shouldn't have pulled over and gotten gas and taken a little lunch break because I probably would have beat all the traffic. Everyone was so concerned about holiday traffic. All it takes is a quick Google search to figure out when the heavy traffic times are and then don't drive during those. If you have a flexible schedule, it's pretty easy to avoid that. I hit hardly any traffic on the drive down. I just hit a little bit on the way back. 
and I love driving, so it's really not an issue. Come on! Are you serious? Why is the internet not working? Like, this is a bit of an issue now, but it's not like the issue is going to end as soon as the podcast over. Like, I'm going to have to figure out why I don't have internet. And John just left. He just went to the airport. Shadi's about to be in Miami for the next week. I'm so jealous. I've never been to Miami. I want to go. Seems um, like a mess, but kind of a mess that I'm curious about. What am I supposed to do? We're going to take a brief pause. I am a genius. All right, we got it back. Did a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and we are here with internet. And the first question I'm going to answer is from Alicia Two Cars, and she wants to know my best personal tips for someone with ADHD. For those that don't know, I was an Adderall kid. I don't take medication anymore. And my best tips, you're going to find them ridiculous, but you kind of have to take ridiculous steps to hack your brain. For example, I know that I work better from home if I have my shoes on. Okay, like that's what I'm talking about when I say ridiculous steps to hack your brain. My brain associates being out and working, like I would only ever do that if I had my shoes on. If I have my shoes off, my brain associates that with relaxing. Editing Lexi here. Randomly enough, last night I was shown a TikTok on my For You page that was some sort of hack for ADHD. And it was making fun of the idea that people say like, oh, just follow your to-do list. And then it said, real ADHD tip, keep your shoes on when you're working because it keeps up your momentum. And my jaw dropped to the floor because I had just made this point and I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought it was a personal thing. I knew that there was equivalents that other people with ADHD needed to do, but having that specific example show up, I mean, I'm telling you, it is what it is, it works. So I know that I am more productive if I keep my shoes on. The things that I need to do that are so simple but so absurd that work for me, I just have to get over the fact that it's strange and do it. This is less ridiculous, but I have to plan out my day. Sometimes I have to lay out my outfit the night before, but having a to-do list and making it the night before is absolutely crucial for two reasons for me. One, I have something to think about as I'm falling asleep. I can picture my day happening, and I think we all know how strong and uh, effective visualizations can be. So that sort of prepares me for the next day by knowing what the next day is going to look like. And second of all, our brain can really turn a, you know, a 60 second task into a 15, 20 minute task. And when we wake up in the morning, just making a quick decision when our head is bouncing 15,000 different directions, um, looking at the to-do list and seeing the first thing to do where your brain doesn't need to work, you're just following something, you're just being a slave to your list, is very effective. I could go on about those things, but I think the two that I'll share today are the to-do list, because that's understandable, less ridiculous, but the shoes, keeping my shoes on, I'm telling you, makes a stupid, stupidly significant difference. She also asked, what is something really small that can make your day? Oh, this is so sentimental when I run into one of you guys. I ran into someone out over the weekend and she really made my night. She really made my night. She had lost her dad and 
It's just like when you make content online, people a lot of times feel as comfortable sharing the same amount with you that you share with them on the internet, for example. So if I only talked about products, I'm sure when I would meet people, they would talk about fun products to me. Uh, oh, I like my heart. Um, but then having someone come up and talk about the loss of their dad to me, like that's, it's really beautiful. And it really, and it's not something really small. Like that's something really big that can make my day. So I didn't even answer your question. Something small that makes my day. Uh, oh my God. If I, (laughs) if I have a good breakfast, (laughs) I don't know why. Like, and sometimes it's nothing like big. I personally like breakfast. Sometimes I'm into it, but like lately I just haven't cared about it. But if I have seeds for breakfast, seeds, can that be my thing? Like flax seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, whatever. For some reason, like my body loves them. And it's almost, it's like feeding your car the right gas. Like for whatever reason, that food just like really works for me. And if I have them, I'm always with stable energy and I forget to eat them sometimes or I forget how effective they are. So if I, maybe I'm looking at them right now. I'm I'm making eye contact with my seeds. (laughs) If I have them and then I just have stable energy, I'm like so glad with myself. I'm so pleased that I made that decision. Uh, where is my brain? I don't think I can make morning podcasts. You know, what are our thoughts on this morning podcast? Does it seem a little airy? Am I a little flighty this morning? Like I'm talking about seeds and wearing my shoes, but at the same time, these are honest responses. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, maybe it's not coming out as eloquently as it could if I was speaking in the afternoon, but is the context the same? Absolutely. So I don't know if I really can blame this on the morning. Let's go for another question. Ellie is tall, asked for organization tips. Less is more. No, I'm going to rephrase this. Know what you have. I've said this before and I'll say it again. You don't need to be a minimalist necessarily. Just know what you have. If you know what you have and you know where it is, you are organized. That's it. That, that's absolutely all it takes. Know where your cups are. Know where your extra chargers are, your extra headphones. Know where your pens are. Know where your stickers are. Know where all of your clothes are. Just know what you have and know where it is. Less can be more. I definitely think eliminating clutter is helpful for organization. Now, in terms of organizing your life, same thing. This is really tricky, but like know where, where your things, know what you have and know where it is on your computer. Know what you have and know where it is on your phone. Just being aware of your belongings is crucial. And then classic, a to-do list. We're big fans. Just planning out everything, a big brain dump. I've... Did I describe this in the last episode? Uh, Not the last episode. I know the last episode was about sex. Either two episodes ago or maybe I talked about it in the vlog. I was stressing out because I had so much to do and I didn't know where to start. I was overwhelmed. I felt like I had a week's worth of things to get done in three days and I had no idea how I was going to do it. So eventually after pacing around my apartment, I decided let's get the paper out. I don't know why I haven't done this earlier. Let's just write out every possible thing that you have to do, every work obligation, every house chore that you have to do, every other, you know, 
like DMV, things like that, doctor's appointments, write it all down. And when I saw it in front of my face, I realized that I had built it up to be a lot more difficult in my head than it actually was. And seeing it on paper allowed me to get started and it calmed me. Brianna underscore Bricado asked, what are my go-to outfits for lunch and dinner dates? Having one this weekend and so nervous. For dates, simple is better. If it's a little fancy, a little black dress, easy. Don't stress yourself out, do it. If it's something a bit more casual, wear your best jeans, either some cute heels, some cute sandals or sneakers, and then like a tank top. Personally, if I'm going out with someone that I want to find like attractive, like I try to show off my body a little bit, like not wear anything too billowy, too big. For example, when I went to school, I would wear these huge oversized dresses. I would wear these baggy pants with big button down shirts. But on a date, like I'd want to wear like a tank top and jeans, you know, or a little black dress. Patentine L. Jardin asked, do I believe in forgiveness? Absolutely. Forgiveness is massive it is so crucial and so many of us live our whole lives unable to forgive and the only person that it harms is ourselves. it is one of the greatest lessons that we can learn in this life is how to forgive it is not easy it is not easy. I will hold grudges. I come from a family of people that hold grudges. We have to forgive. We have to forgive. We have to forgive others so we can have our inner peace. Do I believe in forgiveness? Wholeheartedly, yes. Cassie Froughton asked, will I ever wake up again without the pit in my stomach feeling? I was waking up with that feeling for days. And one morning I woke up and it was gone. And will you ever wake up again without it? Absolutely. When? I don't know. But you have to believe that it will happen because 1000% it will. One day you're going to wake up and it's going to feel like the most warm, comforting feeling you've ever felt. You're going to look around. You're going to almost have to keep, keep your mouth from smiling because you feel so joyful. You're going to feel ready to take on the day. You're going to feel light on your feet and the day will be effortless. Yes, you will feel it. It will be there one day. Absolutely. Leah underscore Schlag asked, wondered why you haven't discussed vaccinations on your platforms. Uh, I don't know. Everyone's talking about it. I'm a Pfizer girl. Alistine Green, Gren, asked, how are you feeling right now? Pretty good. Pretty good. All things considered, pretty good. Ooh, Imo Jen Darwin asks, do I believe in soulmates? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Do I believe in soulmates? I do believe in just, I, from personal experience, instant connections when you, you meet someone and you know that you're cut from the same cloth. You have no reason to be connected but you are it's very effortless there's just something about you that's similar and I want to describe this but we're on a podcast and I need a visual to to make it make sense but there's some people okay we'll think of it in a physical sense I'm going to try to paint a picture I don't know if this is going to work but we're going to try um 
let's say that for us to connect emotionally, if we're going to use a physical example, it was a physical touch. Like, it was a physical connection. So there's some people that you meet that it would almost be like your fingers touching. Technically, yes, you have a common interest. Like, you are connected. It's it's not a very strong connection, but you have a connection, you know? And then there's other people where your hands are touching and it's a bit stronger and there's other people that you meet and it almost feels like you could walk inside their body like you could coexist and for that I believe that you know your souls are your souls are mates (laughs) sorry Uh, I had to take that um I don't know if it's a single person I definitely believe that my first relationship was a bit of a soul connection I've never to date felt so deeply about someone before so in so in love so connected so understood but I don't feel connected to him like that anymore um but for another example Kaylee my friend who I stayed with over the weekend there is just something otherworldly about our connection it just simply is and it's it's something that's not palpable it's but it is it is it's not it's not physical but you can feel it it's there it's it's like tension you know but as a synonym or like as a a not an example I'm what am I trying to say like how tension it's you can feel tension but you can't see it our connection it's like that where you it's there it's absolutely there but you can't see it uh so do I believe in soulmates once again Yes, but I don't think that there's just one that you meet in this life and like that's who you're meant to be with. There's just a bunch of them walking around. But those aren't like exclusively my friends. I don't think all of my friends are soulmates. I just had two examples I'm thinking of now. Oh, I have much to think about. Much to think about. Interesting. Jenna.p asks, are you ever intimidated by people? Intimidated? Sure, I guess. No one's coming to mind. I don't think I'm intimidated as often as I'm uncomfortable. And if that's the case, I just don't want to be around. Uh, If someone's being very obviously intimidating on purpose, if it's not like their presence is intimidating, but if they're acting intimidating, they're probably insecure. And that makes me uncomfortable. I feel very much more comfortable around people that are being effortlessly themselves I no one has anything to prove to anyone you don't need you don't need to act any other way than exactly how you are and when someone's acting um bigger tougher uh louder more impressive than they really are it makes me uncomfortable but trying to think of someone who really is just themselves that intimidates me I'm definitely not above this. Yeah, I'm sure someone intimidates me. Just nothing's coming to mind. Ooh, let's talk about this. Narlene Nipples asked, do you watch Frenemies? What do you think of Trish quitting? So John was a huge Frenemies fan. So uh, Ethan and Trisha Paytas have had a podcast called Frenemies. I would be so surprised if I was the first time that you were hearing about this. But my roommate loved it. He it just made him so happy he found so much entertainment value in him so frenemies would play on our tv a lot never really cared about it and then one day I finally sat down and I got it I was like oh this is great this is so entertaining and I became a fan and two weeks later she quit so I just started to watch it and then this happened and John was telling me like no Trisha's quit a couple times before she always comes back 
Um, I was like, I don't know. It seems like she kind of quit. And then the whole thing blew up. Um, I mean, I'm sad. I'm sad because I was late to the game. Uh, what do I think of Trish quitting? Like, I wish she didn't. But it seems like it's pretty permanent now. So I think we just have to move on with our lives. And that was a fun little blip in them. Mia Jada underscore asks, how to not overthink a guy showing you attention? Uh, start talking to someone else. Add someone to the mix and it's going to feel less important. I used to think if I, I don't know, if some if a guy was texting me, I was like, this is about to be my next boyfriend. This is about to be the guy that I marry because I was so busy in my own life that adding one guy to it, I was like, this is the one. This one's very important. And now that it's hot girl summer and I feel like I'm just texting people just very casually and frequently, it doesn't mean as much. Uh, so just... But you also have to consider the person, you know? Like, I was I was thinking the texting and the attention meant so much more than it really did simply because I was not getting it from anywhere else. But the guy that I was talking to, like, he was clearly talking to other people too. <gasps> Michaela Skopke? Uh, so, how is the atmosphere in New York right now? Ladies and gentlemen, she is thriving. She is magical. She is the best of the best. I haven't seen her in such good shape in so long, and I am honored to be here. Truly honored. I feel as if I'm on a trip to New York right now. I feel as if I'm someone on vacation getting to experience New York this summer, even though I live here. I lived here since I moved 2017. Oops. And when I first moved here, I felt like I was experiencing... Okay, hang on. It is so fun. I am not living my normal routine right now. I'm really taking this opportunity by storm and trying to spend as much time out going to restaurants, going out to parties and just being social because everyone is just loving New York right now. And New York is just loving New York right now. And it's so beautiful. Oh my God, that's so funny. Kara Lou asked, are you looking forward to being able to take a normal bite into food? I also have an open bite. This girlie has no idea that I've already discussed my open bite on this podcast episode. Yes, I'm so excited. The joke I always make is I just want to bite a slice of pizza with my front teeth. I've never met someone else with an open bite. I'm so thrilled. Yes. I also thought no one noticed. And one of my friends, she is studying to be a dentist. And... I saw her out a few weeks ago and she's like, so I saw you got Invisalign. I was like, yeah, about to fix my open bite. And she's like, oh, I love your open bite. I was like, you notice I have an open bite. She's like, yeah, I'm always like Lexi, my friend with the open bite. I was like, what a dentist thing to say. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to have it gone. It was a piece of who I am, but I'm fine saying goodbye to her. Had her for two decades, more than. So adios, girly. Ooh, Lil underscore human underscore bean ass. Favorite non-alcoholic beverage of the moment, brand and flavor, if applicable. Okay, it's that new Gen Z millennial soda brand, Poppy. Their rose raspberry flavor, mwah. Try it, it's so sweet. If you're in the mood for, you know when you're craving, like you're, you're thirsty but you want something sweet, similar to when you'd be craving a popsicle, that's that's the perfect time to have it. It's it's a sweet, fruity beverage. A little soda e, a little a little poppy. Dare I say? I keep making stupid puns. I'm sorry. I'm the daughter of two teachers. Like, puns run in my blood. 
Zuski underscore TH asked my favorite episode of the podcast. As of late, last episode, the best sex I've had in my life or the best sex of my life. Great. Me like promoting an episode and I don't even know the name of it. The last episode, the episode that has sex in the title was so fun. I haven't had that much fun filming an episode ever. And I can't believe I held back for so long. Eps27 asked, do you have any good book recommendations? Yes. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones and the Six, those two, I flew through. I flew through them. Same author. Also wrote Malibu Rising. I need to read that one next. But Daisy Jones and the Six is, I'm pretty sure it's like a spinoff of uh, Fleetwood Mac. It's an interview style book of a rock band in the 60s and 70s. And Evelyn Hugo, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is about a 50s movie star giving a tell-all of her life. And it's juicy and it's sexy and it's erotic. Oh, such a quick read. And then Daisy Jones and the Six is about love and temptation and drugs. It's great. It's great. So those are the two. And on that note, I think we've had a good episode. So I'm going to sign off here. And I will talk to you next week. In the meantime, if you want to catch up, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. But if not, listen to me back on the pod. Talk to y'all later. XOXO, Lexi. This is Julie Chrisley inviting you to listen to our podcast, Chrisley Confessions, on the Podcast One Network. Each week we play listener voicemails and offer advice, suggestions, and opinions based on our own life experiences. Also, listen in to get the latest updates on all things Chrisley. New episodes every Wednesday on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Dad's Mr. Popular at the JCPenney Father's Day Sale. From tees and tech to fragrance and fitness, find cool gifts for every kind of dad. Surprise him with an iTouch Active smartwatch, now $29.99. Score major savings with doorbusters like St. John's Bay Polos, just $7.99, and shorts, $16.99. Plus, shop extended store hours Friday and Saturday. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Offers valid on select styles through $6.19. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters and smartwatch excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.